In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In our epistle reading today, we hear the words of St. Paul. Therefore, be imitators of God as dearly beloved children and walk in love. Be imitators of God. The word imitators literally means we are being called to mimic God as dearly beloved children. How can we possibly mimic God? We have seen God in flesh in Jesus Christ. And we know how He lived. He demonstrated the heart and very life of the Father. And so we are called to mimic God. Be imitators of God as dearly beloved children. Then He goes one step further. It is that point. We are to imitate God as dearly beloved children. We're being called to mimic Him, to imitate Him like a child would imitate a parent, would mimic what they see a parent doing. This comes at no surprise, all of us who have been parents. We've seen this. In fact, let me give you an example from my own family. Back just before we came into Orthodoxy, we had started a mission parish with a communion of churches that were pursuing the historic faith. We literally had liturgy in our living room. We moved the furniture around and set up an altar, and it started a mission parish there. And the kids were very little at that point. In fact, Elizabeth was barely even here yet. She'd just come into the scene. And one day, after months of doing this, I'm in my office in the house doing some work. And we homeschooled our kids at that time, so I would have kids come into my office from time to time, either telling me things or wanting to show me things. Well, this happened to be a day where Jesse comes into my office with a bowl of crackers. And he comes in, I'm really not paying much attention to him, to him until he comes right up next to me, he puts the bowl down on my desk, and he grabs one of the crackers, and he lifts it up, and he breaks it. And he says, Daddy, this is the body. What was he doing? He saw what I was doing. In the liturgy, all of those times we would meet and do the liturgy. And he was mimicking my actions. He was doing what he saw his daddy do every time that we gathered together. We try to, no we don't try, we just fall into overcomplicating following our Lord so much so many times. When we're being called to imitate our father in the same way that Jesse between age three and four was imitating his earthly father in what he saw him doing. If we could only childlike, with such childlike faith, follow our father and become like him as we imitate him. And you know, this call to imitate God as dearly beloved children, the apostles' words should not surprise us in any way, shape, or form. Because all the apostle is doing is saying, the kingdom of God has been opened to you once again. The return to the Garden of Eden experience has been granted to all of you who are filled with the Holy Spirit once again. Think about what it was like in the Garden of Eden. The church tells us, and Scripture tells us, that God created Adam from the dust of the earth, breathed life into him, and he came to life, a child of the Father. 
The church fathers talk about Adam and Eve being children before a father. Children made in the image of their father, but yet to grow in the likeness. That's something that would happen over time. And how would it happen over time? We're told that God walked with them in the cool of the day. They spent time with their father. How can you mimic? How can you imitate anyone you don't know? And how can you know and see the actions of anyone that you don't spend time with, live with, be in fellowship with? And Adam and Eve did that. They had that fellowship. And through that, they were to become like God, beginning to mimic Him and imitate Him. We even have two blessed examples in the book of Genesis of this blessed imitation as children. And the first one's this. God created the world and He named it, gave it its identity, earth. He created the firmament and He named it, giving it its identity, heaven. He created the sun and the moon, gave them their names, and then even named the cycle, day and night, giving that its identity. Then He creates Adam, forms him from the dust of the earth, and He gives Adam his identity by giving him that name. It doesn't stop there. Then he takes Adam one day, we find in Genesis, and God brings before Adam all of the animals of the field and the birds of the air that God had created but not yet named. And he takes Adam by his side and he says, you give them their name. You see what the Father's doing. I named everything thus far. I created it and I gave it its identity. Now, Adam, son, do like you've seen me doing. You give every animal and every bird their blessed identity. And so Adam imitated the father and in doing so became like him. Another blessed example that we find in Genesis. God takes from the rib of Adam and creates Eve to come alongside Adam. That they would live and dwell two distinct, different persons. Would live and dwell in unity emotionally, spiritually, physically. God had the gift of creation. In Him is all life. And He spoke all things into existence. And what does He tell Adam and Eve to do? Be fruitful and multiply. Do you realize what He bestowed? The great gift He bestowed. The gift of creating life with the coming together of a man and a woman, his own creation. That they join together just as the Father created all things. So through them they might imitate him and create life among themselves. And so it is that God has always destined his people. To grow in His likeness by imitating Him, by living in fellowship and doing what we see Him doing. You've heard me say the old teaching of the church in Latin. Lex orande, lex credende, lex vivende. We talked about this. As we worship, so we believe, so we will live. Boiled down to its simplest form. We become that which we do. God, when He created humanity, understood humanity completely. Knew how to develop humanity. Knew that humanity would be a habitual people. 
by actions, we will either develop imitations of God that bring about His likeness in our life, or we will create habits that keep us completely away from Him to the destruction of our soul. We become that which we do. Why is it in Lent? Why is it in Lent that we fast 40 days and increase our prayer life? Because we saw Jesus do that. We are imitating Christ for 40 days, increasing our prayer, fasting, so that just as with Christ, we might gain all the grace to overcome the temptations of Satan in our life and overthrow him in the thrones in our soul that Satan still sits upon. That we would walk in his authority by imitating him. What about blessed almsgiving? There's something, and God forgive me if I don't mention it enough, and you forgive me if I haven't mentioned it enough. We are called to a greater blessed almsgiving during great and holy Lent. Again, this is an action of imitating our Father in order to become more like Him. For is God not the God who has absolutely everything? Who is absolutely everything? And humanity has precious little. And what does God always do toward mankind? He takes from His abundance, the abundance of who He is, the abundance of all that He has, and He gives it to, we, to us, we who have very little. Do you not understand when we put those coins in the mic box for the food for hungry people, when we give clothing to Sam Rosen and those children, when we do acts of mercy and compassion, giving from our abundance to those who do not have as much, we are imitating our Heavenly Father. And by imitating our Heavenly Father, we are becoming more like Him. He graces upon us a greater walk in our lives of the abundance of His agape, perfect love. Again, the sharing from His abundance to those who have less, for one reason and one reason only, to pour blessing upon them by providing those needs. My friends, I pray this. I pray that from this point on in Lent, and I encourage you to do this. When you put those coins in the Food for Hungry People box, don't just let the coin go in the box and let it drop and hear the jingle. Put the coin in the box and ask God prayerfully, Lord, increase in me your love. Pray for those who those pennies and quarters and dimes. Pray for those who are going to be fed by this. Lord, pour out everything that they need by your hand for all of this that I put in this coin box is yours anyway. Be prayerful as you give alms. When you give clothing to the Sam Rosen children, pray for those children that God would pour out his abundant blessing upon them. Make it real life. A life of giving of the godly love that's within us because God is within us. And then increase amongst your fellowship here and beyond outside of the church. Acts of mercy and acts of love. Become a servant like you've never been before to imitate God. 
I had a very simple experience just the other day. I went over to Aldi to pick up some peanut butter, which is my diet during Lent, thank God. I went to pick up some peanut butter, and I bought it. And when I was checking out, the young lady's name was Susie. Who was, and I, uh, as I was passing by and she finished up, I thanked her and I said, God bless your day. But then when I walked off, I got the great sense to pray that God pours out blessings upon Susie in that day. My friends, it's not doesn't have to be the huge things, because that's not a huge thing. Maybe it was to Susie, and I'll never know. But every little act like that, that we can do during Lent, does two things. We imitate God, we become like Him. Secondly, God manifests himself in those moments to pour out his love to the ones that we are giving to. St. Paul says, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. May we imitate Christ and become that sweet-smelling aroma to Him and to this world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.